Welcome to Thomas Anonymous with Tommy Natoli. That's me. Today I have Butchie McButched, Chapter 20, Berwick Boys. My mom and Fat Matt were obsessed with me becoming a man and learning a trade like it was 1952 and a high school diploma was all you needed to build a successful life. Ugh, baby boomers. I was very clear that I had zero interest in a vocational high school and that I just wanted to go to the public high school and have normal, boring classes. My mom had no idea what a living nightmare the idea of trade school was to me. To try to get me interested in this butch bullshit, they signed me up for a place called Berwick. Berwick was, and I guess still is, a boys camp where inadequate boys were sent to be manned up. Fat Matt and my mom were so excited, not just to ship me off for the summer, but also because of the possible results. Me coming home as a real boy with a deeper voice and an interest in rebuilding carburetors. Man up your boy and send him to Butch Camp! That should have been the slogan on the front of the brochure for this place. I was about 13 years old and this was the last ditch effort at making me not a fag. My first year as a teenager and I was full of anger and resentment and my big dream in life at the time was to be Darlene from the show Roseanne. The original Roseanne, not that crap shit ABC put out this year. Anyway, Berwick was the name of this place. It was a year-round program for boys to connect with other boys and have manly mentors, all while learning some kind of man skill. They fixed cars and repaired boats, they did landscaping and a bunch of other shit I don't remember. The overall mission statement of this place was good because they did a ton of charity work for homeless people and they did like, you know, food drives, haunted houses, all that basic shit. It seemed to be a place that you would send your son who's not college material and heading down the wrong path in life, or your son who's super gay acting and you want him to cut the shit, or both. The summer program at Berwick was a camp on an island off the coast of Maine, as if that right there wasn't enough to run screaming into the horizon. An island? Maine? Ugh, count me out. But it wasn't just a summer thing, it was a year-round program. In the non-summer months, you would meet up once a week and work on your skill or trade or whatever in order to prepare for the big summer out on the island. I had to spend weekends learning the ropes of what camp would be like. Like the military, you had to pick a special field to train in, and that would be your job all summer at the camp. You could work on the butch things I've already mentioned, or you could work on welding or carpentry or cooking or... Wait... Wait a minute, cooking? That's an option? I can work in the kitchen and cook? <laughs> yes, please! Thank God the kitchen was an option as a place to work and learn your trade, and you can bet your bottom dollar I was first in line to boil pasta. Of course, it was not that easy. I did not get to just skip in with my apron on and get put on the kitchen staff. Oh, no. I had to apprentice at other jobs first to make sure that's what I really wanted. <laughs> I was like, uh, no, no, I am beyond sure I want to work in the kitchen with the other queer and fat boys, please. But now, before I could get to my passion of food, I had to mow lawns and sand the sides of boats before I was even allowed to make toast. The smell of engine oil in dark, dank garages and the hormones of teen boys pumping through the air was kind of totally hot. The whole Berwick scene just seemed like a recipe for a bunch of gay boners. Everyone there was either a troublemaker who was one stint away from getting put in juvie, or was totally gay and needed the femme knocked out of him. There was this one ringleader dude who was super hot, about like 17 years old, and you could tell that he totally got his dick sucked on the regs. 
He had a bunch of sidekick buddies who were kind of cute, but whatever. They weren't as experienced as the ringleader, since they drank up every word of his description of blowjobs at parties. Oh, <laughs> tell us again! Tell us again! <laughs> Ugh. A major fact that I learned having to spend countless hours inhaling fumes and fiberglass was that guys, men, love to talk about their dicks. With other straight guys, they will go on and on about their own dick for what felt like hours, and even at that age I thought, wow, this is kind of totally gay of them. They were kids my age, all being led and mentored by guys who were 17 to 20 years old, so the observing of men here taught me a lot. I feel like I could teach a three-day workshop on how to be a man. Okay, first off, you gotta be dumb if you're gonna act like a man. Men love acting like idiots. And if they ever get caught acting like an idiot, they just play stupid like they don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's kind of genius. Seriously, anytime a man says, what? Or, huh? Or pauses with a blank stare, rest assured he knows exactly what's going on and what he is doing, and he has mastered the art of acting like he doesn't know. He knows, bitch. He knows. Come on, haven't you seen Bait Bus? Duh. Also, as I mentioned, with being a real man, there's a lot of dick talk. Talking about what you would do with your dick, how big your dick is, and also making up stories about how many warm, wet places you've put said dick. I was learning to be a real man! Now, we weren't always totally unsupervised. Berwick was also full of old men standing around smoking cigarettes talking about Pearl Harbor. The entire property was like a compound for old motors, junk, and retired veterans. Hashtag thank you for your service. This place actually had many shady, unsupervised areas like sheds and abandoned school buses that looking back now, they all would have been really prime places for hooking up. Rats. For me, all these tidbit memories of this place swirl around one major memory that shifted the way I saw the world. One of my many horribly boring weekends at Berwick, I had to mow this giant field of grass. At first, I was kind of excited because I got to use the riding lawnmower, and at 13, I couldn't believe they were going to let me drive something. Yes! About 10 minutes into my lawn mowing adventure, I got the riding lawnmower stuck in a hole, and I had no idea how to turn it off or what to do. So, being the proud quitter I am with my no follow through attitude, I just left it there. Motor running, stuck in a hole, and I walked away. Me! I didn't have much of a plan after I abandoned my lawnmower, so I just kind of hung out in a bush. Shrubbery, darling. I made it no more than 20 minutes of hiding until I was busted by one of the old smoking men who looked pretty pissed off at me. He mumbled and pointed at me a lot while getting the lawnmower out of the hole, and I understood none of what he was saying to me. His punishment for me abandoning my lawnmower was that I now had to change the oil in said lawnmower. Ugh, excuse you? Are you high? I can't do that. I'm too busy listening to all these teenage boys talk about their dicks. But there I was, left alone with this giant hunk of metal with no idea how to change the stupid oil. I started to panic the way I would always panic when Fat Matt would ask me to go get a Phillips screwdriver and I had no idea which one that was. And I would just stare at the wall of tools wondering which one it was and feeling time tick by every second I didn't deliver the tool. Ugh! An older teen walked by and could clearly see my anxiety and offered to help me out and show me what to do. This guy couldn't have been more than 17 and he was hot. But also, I noticed something about him. He talked kind of femmy, like girly. His name was John, and he definitely didn't sound butch like the other guys. As he was showing me how to drain the oil into a pan, he told me about the summer camp and how cool it was going to be. It was hard for me to absorb everything he was saying because I was shocked at how gay he sounded. And then someone passed by us and said hi to John, and all of a sudden John's voice got three octaves deeper. Amen. They exchanged some bro talk in their deep voices, and then the guy moved along, leaving John and me alone again. 
As soon as the other guy went away, John's voice went right back to his original Femi tone. I was shocked, but in a, wow, I'm really impressed with this guy kind of way. Then I thought, wait a minute, why is he using the gay voice around me? Does he think I'm gay? Cause I'm not. I'm not gay. I wanted to do that though. Like I wanted to be able to just turn it on and be one of the boys. I realized in that moment that it would be work, but I could probably just fake it until I made it. I mean, I'm a performer for fuck's sake. I'm gonna be a dramatic actor and win Academy Awards when I grow up, so I might as well start right now, right? Right. As much fun as it seemed to have circle jerks every night all summer in a cabin in Maine, I was terrified of leaving for the summer and working in a hot kitchen all day long. I mean, newsflash, I was too young to be sent off to basically work an unpaid job. The fuck? I thankfully was starting to tap into my magic powers and I casted a powerful spell. I prayed to the universe and my prayers were heard. I got so lucky because the contract Fat Matt was counting on getting for his business didn't come through and so my summer camp tuition couldn't be paid and therefore the whole thing was put on hold. Yes! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I feel like that was half the reason I didn't go. I feel like the other half of a reason I didn't go was because I was being such a whiny drama queen about the whole thing. I'm sure it was easier to just shut me up than to deal with me calling home every day, telling them how much I hate it. So instead of working in a hot camp kitchen at Berwick that summer, my parents made me hand out surveys on the trolley all day long, every day. Fine, whatever, I'll take it. Oh, what's a trolley, you ask? Well, remember Fat Matt owned a transportation company? Yeah, well, anyway, that summer he got a contract to run the buses in Wareham, and instead of real buses, they ran fucking trolleys. So I would sit up front with the driver all day long, driving back and forth from Swiss Beach to Onset Beach, handing out surveys to all the Wareham losers. It turned out to be a super fun summer hanging out with middle-aged bus drivers. Every day was like an open mic for me because I got to sit up front like I was on stage and I got to work all my Fat Matt material. All the employees used to love when I would do my Fat Matt impressions. I mean, I was doing 10 to 15 minute sets every day and was killing it. But now that I think about it, this probably would have turned out a better chapter if I would actually gone that summer and worked and lived with the boys on an island. I would probably have some dirty hot blowjob story to tell because let's face the facts. You know that shit was happening somewhere on that gross island. Also, who knows, if I had gone, maybe I would still be there as one of the old guys who never leaves and dedicates their life to butch training and showing young gay guys how to not talk like a fag. Yeah, right. Knowing me, I probably would have gone and then run away in the middle of the night leaving a note on my bunk bed. Dear assholes, save the planet and kill yourselves. I was super charming at 13. Instead, I am grateful for the part-time experience I had at Berwick because it showed me that you could be a femi girly boy, you just couldn't let anyone know about it. It showed me that if you got good at faking it and acting the part, everyone will buy it. So I started studying and practicing my way to being a real dude bro. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> and if you fake it, they'll come even harder. It. Yay! Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Tommy Natoli. And you can also follow the show on Instagram at Thomas Anonymous Pod. Leave us a review on iTunes or just take a screenshot of some nice words you wrote and put it on the socials. What do I care? Express yourself. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye.